Hi guys, and welcome back to the Mystery and Comedy Old Time Radio Podcast. Please welcome to the show this morning to tickle our funny bone, Miss Murray Wilson and Miss Kathy Lewis in the CBS comedy show, My Friend Irma. In this first episode, we find the girls once again in their apartments discussing their plans for the evening. Unfortunately, Jane has a big surprise for Irma, her beloved roommate. When she tells Irma she's not going on a date with Richard tonight, but a new guy she had met. So Irma asks Jane if she can join them along with Al coming along. And Jane agrees as long as Al pays for the double date dinner tonight. But unbeknownst to Jane, she does not know that her new boyfriend, Peter, knows Al very well as he works at the unemployment office where Al collects his unemployment checks and it is called Dinner Date and then the second episode we find the girls spending the afternoon together when all of a sudden as they're walking down the street they have Irma has a feeling that someone is following them but Jane doesn't believe Irma until she sees a man not too far from him. So as they're walking down the street, they're trying to lose him. And unfortunately, they don't lose him. And then Irma has an idea of dropping her handkerchief. And then the girls hit him and then they run. But unfortunately, that plan doesn't work for Irma. As the man picks it up, he explains to the girls that he is a photo shooter for the photographic department and head of it at the famous Manhattan Magazine. So he asks Jane and gives him gives her his business card. Later on, Jane and Irma end up calling the Manhattan Magazine and find out that he's legitimate. So, Jane arranges a photo shoot of her and tries her best to get ready. Irma wants to help so bad that she ends up helping Jane and all Jane wants is a lamp in the living room. Instead of unplugging it, Irma takes it up, blowing a fuse. Once the fuse is blown, they're sitting in pitch black darkness. Later on in the episode, Irma's boyfriend, Al, helps out with the rest. Once all the fuses and all the lights in the whole apartment complex are out, they go up to their apartment and go into the closet where there's a circuit box. So, once they get to the closet, Al fills around and notice that there's pipes and so he tightens the pipes up which stops the water and then Irma fills around for a cord and gives it a good yank but unfortunately 
that stops the phone. And Jane comes out of the bathroom in an old robe, crying her heart out as Irma and Al have once again ruined a wonderful plan that Jane had for herself. And that is episode is called The Manhattan Magazine. I hope you go it, guys enjoy Miss Murray Wilson and Kathy Lewis in the CBS comedy show My Friend Irma with Al John Brown as Al Life Erickson as Richard Hans Conried and Miss Gloria Gordon and always remember guys to enjoy the show thanks Irma, honey. Yes, Jane? This magazine says that scientists in Arizona have just found the footprints of a prehistoric animal two million years old. What do you think of that? Well, I think they're silly if they try to track it down. I'm sure it's dead. (laughs) Well, that's what you can expect when you listen to my friend, Irma. Friendship, friendship. Just a perfect friendship when other friendships have been forgot. Theirs will still be hot. Lever Brothers Company, makers of Swan, the soap with the exclusive super creamed blend, presents. Our friend Swan with my friend Irma. Starring Marie Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane. <laughs> Tonight is a very important night for me. I'm anxious to be bright and gay, and I want to look my best. The reason? I met a new fellow. I really kind of like him. So I decided to discuss it with my roommate, Irma. Irma? Yes, Jane? I know this may shock you, honey, but I have a date tonight, and it's not with Richard. Not with Richard? Oh, Jane, you're going to get a reputation for being footloose. Of course, if you want to go around with loose feet... (laughs) Oh, Irma, stop being a Puritan This is 1948 How long can a girl wait for a man? I'm getting older So what? You know what they say, Jane Wine improves with age I know If you wait long enough, it can turn into vinegar (laughs) Personally, I think Rich is just wonderful But he doesn't seem to be getting any more serious The sound of those wedding bells seems to be growing fainter Well, that's one problem I haven't got, Jane. I hear bells in my head all the time. (laughs) But, Jane, uh, who's your new fellow? Oh, his name's Peter Guilford. Irma, he's nothing short of sensational. Oh, just like my Al, he's a sensational nothing, too. (laughs) You can say that again, but I wish you wouldn't because the subject bores me. Oh, Jane, what does your new fellow Peter Guilford do? Well, I don't know too much about him, honey, because I just met him. But I know he has an important job with the government. He, uh, he mentioned something about being in charge of financial distribution. Well, Jane, even though you met another fella, I still think you love Richard. Now, tell me the truth. Well, I don't really know, sweetie. Sometimes I'm not sure that I was ever truly in love with Richard. Well, that's where Al and I are different. We know we're in love. Otherwise, why would I get all confused and dizzy? Well, honey, the answer to a question like that has many ramifications Anyway, I just can't wait until my date tonight with Peter Guilford You know, I'm really excited about him Come in It's only me, Professor Kropotkin (laughs) Hello, Janie and Irma, my two little crystal gazers One with all the answers, the other still in a trance Excuse me for intruding, girls. I just came down to tell you the good news. I made up with Mrs. O'Reilly. Oh, wonderful, Professor. That's what we like to hear. How long could I stay mad at a woman who has such a wonderful heart? Imagine, last night she baked me a seven-layer cake. Just what I needed. Oh, that's nice. It will make a perfect footrest. Well, my I am. Oh, gee, this is a day for romance. You and Miss O'Reilly and... And Jane has a new boyfriend. Janie, is that right? 
What happened with Richard? Nothing. It's just that Richard's been stalling, and I've decided not to put all my eggs in one basket. Oh, you're smart, Jane. When they cost almost a dollar a dozen, you have to be careful. <laughs> Being careful is what I want to talk to you about, Jane. A person in choosing a mate must never be too particular. You know, I remember when I started courting girls. One I didn't like because she was mean, another was jealous, another was stingy, another was naggy. So gradually I became an expert, and I wound up marrying a woman who was a combination of all of them. Well, Irma's jumping to conclusions, Professor. I'm not marrying Peter Guilford. I'm merely having dinner with him. But it's something to keep in mind, Janie. Why do you think I've gotten romantical thoughts about Mrs. O'Reilly? I'll tell you. All my life, women I've known have run around with other fellows. But Mrs. O'Reilly, her I could leave on an island with a boatload of shipwrecked sailors, and she wouldn't get kissed if a mistletoe tree fell on her. <laughs> and that's what a man likes, peace of mind. Oh, Professor, uh, do you know that Jane's new boyfriend, Peter Guilford, has a very important job with the government? Oh, really, Janie? What does he do? Well, he, he told me he was in charge of financial distribution. Oh, that already is a big job. Huh. And, Janie, I hope it works out well for you. Thank you. Well, girls, I got to go now. Since I'm taking Mrs. O'Reilly out, I think I'll run down to the corner and buy her a corsage. A bunch of celery. <laughs> oh, Professor, you can't smell celery. I got news for you. You can't eat daisies, either. Goodbye. <laughs> Hello? Hiya, chicken. Hello, Al, honey. Where are you? In a telephone booth down at the unemployment office. Gonna be a little late, chicken. The guy who gives out the checks seems to be all thumbs today. Well, he should make you wait. After all, you're one of their best customers. <laughs> yeah, I know. Would make a complaint, but don't want him to think I'm trying to take his job away from him. Why not? He might give it to me. <laughs> hey, hold it, chicken. The line's starting to move. We'll see you soon. Goodbye, Al. Bye, chicken. Oh, made it. Boy, this gripes me. Still have to stand in line. You'd think a guy who's been coming here this long and have seniority. Uh, it's the fault of the guy who distributes the checks, that Peter Guilford. There's a real bum for you. Boy, I hate him. Oh, hiya, Pete. How's tricks? Oh, it's you, Al. You look for a job this week? Uh, uh, no, I couldn't. Uh, you see, um, my grandmother died. She died last week. <laughs> she rallied. <laughs> I knew you'd have an answer. You always do. Here's your check. Ah, oh, thanks, Pete. See you next week, kid. That Peter Guilford. I hate that bum. Irma, honey, will you hand me my nail polish? I want to look my best for Peter Guilford tonight. All right, Jane. Come in. Oh, hello, Mrs. O'Reilly. Oh, my, you're all dressed up. Oh, thank you, dear. The professor and I are going out tonight. And I was wondering if you could lend me a pair of dark glasses. Dark glasses? Yes, the wind blew me eyelashes off the windowsill. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want him to see me without them. You know the way he kids about me false teeth and me artificial fingernails and me bleach transformation. He says if we ever cross the border, the customs man will be checking my parts Five days after we've gone. <laughs> oh, he's a great kidder. It's me again, girls, and Mrs. O'Reilly. Oh, what a beautiful day it is. I was just out taking a walk. Oh, Professor, don't move. There are two caterpillars on your shoulder. Caterpillars? Glory be, those are me eyelashes. I should have known. You know, Mrs. O'Reilly, if this building ever caught fire and you jumped out of the window, the fireman wouldn't know which part to catch first. <laughs> oh, hush, Professor. Tell me, Janie, darling, how's Richard? I see you're wearing a new dress. Going somewhere special with him? Well, before Irma gets a chance to distort the news, I'll tell it to you. I'm dating a new beau tonight. Oh. Yes, and he's a very important man who works for the government. Well, you know what's best for you, Janie. I only hope it'll bring you happiness. After all, the most important thing in life is love. 
Now take me. All right. I'll admit I'm not a spring chicken. I'm 39. <laughs> but I'm going out with the professor tonight. Mrs. O'Reilly, you are 39. Then let me ask you a question. Why is it the moment the music starts, you automatically go into a minuet? <laughs> That's the reason I love to go out with you, Professor. I like to go out with you, too. But to help me, I can't think of a reason. <laughs> well, goodbye, girls. We'll be running along now. <laughs> goodbye. And, Janie, have a good time tonight with your new boyfriend. Thanks, Professor. Irma, you know, I want to make a good impression tonight, so I think I'll buy a new hat. I won't be long. If Richard calls, remember, you don't know where I am. All right, Jane. Come in. Hello, Jane. Hiya, chicken. Hi, Al. Hello, Al, honey. Oh, the humiliation of that unemployment office. I won't have to put up with that stuff much longer. Got a deal that'll put me on easy street. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're going to glue corn silk on old sweaters and sell them for fur jackets. No, that's not the deal, but like yours better. Sorry, Al, I've already patented it with the insane asylum. Well, I'll be back as soon as I find a hat, honey. Goodbye, all. Hmm. Disparaging date. Never going to amount to nothing. Oh, don't say that about Jane, Al. She has a date for dinner tonight with a new boyfriend. Oh, she gave Richard the old heave home. Well, Richard has been stalling. You know, a girl gets impatient waiting for a man to accept her proposal. Chicken, you ain't hinting about you and I. No, Al, but now that you mention it, I think it's about time we get married. I want to have children while I'm young, while I still know what more than they do. <laughs> Chicken, you can't get married on a shoestring. Besides, I want you to have a nice home, beautiful furniture, a maid, and... And a car of your own. Oh, Al, a car of my own? Well, certainly. You think after we're married, I'm going to let you walk to work? <laughs> oh, but, Al, I get so tired of waiting for that day. Oh, now, chicken, you've got to be patient till one of my deals comes through. Oh, Al, if you could only get a good job like Jane's new boyfriend has, we could get married right away. Yeah, what does this guy do? Oh, he's with the government in charge of financial distribution. Financial distribution. Sounds important. Chicken, me meeting a guy like that might change our whole future. How? I'm working on a plan. Know all our dreams will come true. Oh, Al, I have so much confidence in you. Now, let me give you a big kiss for luck. Okay, chicken. <laughs> hey, chicken, what's the idea of making those cross eyes when I kissed you? Well, I wanted to see on which side of my nose your nose goes when you kiss me. <laughs> which side? <laughs> we meet bumper to bumper. <laughs> Say, ladies, here's a way you can prove to yourself that swan soap actually differs from other soaps. Feel a cake of swan. It feels smoother. As Susie Swan says, it's a smoothie. It's a smoothie, it's a cake of swan You can feel that super creamed blend You can feel the difference in it You can tell it in a minute It's a smoothie, that swan Yes, ladies, the way swan feels is a direct result of swan super creamed blend So next time when you unwrap a cake of swan, make this little test Run your fingertips over the surface of the cake Feel the smoothness See how Swan's super-creamed blend makes Swan differ from other soaps. Then, when you use Swan for dishes, feel Swan's suds. They feel richer, creamier, and Swan's mild suds protect your hands. Sure, when you're through, look at your hands. You'll see they're left with a smooth, soft, young look. What's more, Swan's super-creamed suds are thick, fast suds, too, and they rinse away so completely your dishes don't need wiping. It's true... Swan soap means faster dishwashing and protection for your hands, thanks to Swan's exclusive super-creamed blend. Well, I've been shopping for a hat. I've tried off-the-face hats, on-the-face hats, low brims, high brims, no brims, no hat, just brim. <laughs> However... I saw one that I thought was adorable. 
three roses sewed on a ribbon. $95. (laughs) I wouldn't spend that much for three roses if I just finished a quart of four roses. (laughs) So, I decided to just forget the hat. Let my personality work for me tonight. Hello, honey. Hi, Jane. Did you get a hat? No, I didn't, honey. Not that I care, but, uh, did Richard call? No. Well, who cares? Just as well. Oh, yes. Well, I I don't care. Were you here all the time? Yes. Well, if he does call, tell him I'm not here. All right, Jane. Never mind. I'll tell him. Hello. Hello, Jane. Oh. Oh, it's you, Richard. Jane, I have good news for you. I'm taking you out tonight. I've got news for you. I've already got a date. Oh, you have? Yes, I have. Well, that's nice. Uh, Enjoy yourself. I certainly will. Good night, Jane. Richard? Richard? Uh, Richard? Well, how do you like that? He's not even angry. Well, Jane, do you care? Of course I don't care. He means nothing to me. Nothing at all. Jane, you just tore your handkerchief. (laughs) Well, I like it that way. After all, two handkerchiefs are better than one. (laughs) Oh, leave me alone, will you? All men are dogs. Come in. Hiya, chicken. Hello, Prince, honey. <laughs> we were just talking about you. Oh, something good, I hope. Because, uh, Jane, I got something to ask you, and I, I don't know exactly how to begin. Well, leave out the words, may I borrow, and just take it from there. <laughs> oh, don't need money, Jane. It, it is my belief that a guy only gets places through contacts, people he meets. Yeah, that, that's partially true. Yeah. Now, when you first introduced me to Richard, I thought he could do me some good. But uh, through some slip in the conversation, he found out I was a bum. (laughs) Now, Jane, you got a new guy, and I want him to think well of me. I mean... You mean in case he can do you some good. Well, contacts are vital, Jane. Now, wait, Al. I've just met Peter. It's our very first date. I haven't even been out with him yet. I know he has an important position with the government, but but I can't ask him to waste his time helping out the unemployed. But, Jane, I'm not asking for myself. It's for Chicken. I want to marry her. But first, first I want to make a man out of myself. Oh, Al, don't change too much. (laughs) Hold it, Chicken. Look, Jane, your new guy is with the government, and they got lots of jobs open. There's, There's diplomatic work, there's reclamation projects... Well, I might get a job with the TVA. No, Al, I don't want you to fly. Chicken, TVA is a dam. I don't want you to swear either. What do you say, Jane? I'd get down on my knees and beg you, but this suit won't take it. What do you say we all go to dinner together? Well, gee, Al, I'd like to help you make new contacts if I could, but I can't impose on a strange man and and an important man on our very first date. I'm not asking for charity. The treat's on me. We'll pick up the check to impress this guy. Part of the scheme. Oh, Al, I just can't do it. Oh, Jane, it's for our children. (laughs) I can't even do it for your children, and believe me, I'm crazy about them. (laughs) Hello. Yes, this is Jane Stacy... Oh, hello, Peter. How nice of you to call. Please, Jane. Try it. We'll pay all expenses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 Peter, I I hope you don't mind, but I have a rather unusual request to make. You see, I live with a girl, Irma Peterson, and her boyfriend is in town, and they would like us to be their guests at dinner. Uh, What's that? You accept? Now, Now, you're sure you don't mind? Oh, that's fine. We'll meet you here for cocktails. Yeah, same time. Wonderful. Goodbye. What do you know? He didn't object. He even seemed eager. Hey, you see? The rich like a handout, too. (laughs) Don't be ridiculous, Al. He probably has more money at his fingertips than the government itself. Now, remember, Al, you said you'd pay for this dinner. It's all on you, and I want to go to a very nice place. We'll handle everything. After all, I'm trying to make an impression, too. Must spend money to get money. Oh, Jane, you're really a wonderful friend. And believe me, Al and I will never forget this, and after we get married, we'll name our first baby after you. That is, if it's a girl. 
If it's a boy, we'll name him Jim, but we'll spell it Jane. <laughs> well, now that I've committed myself to cocktails, I guess I'd better run out and get some hors d'oeuvres. Fine, Jane. And after cocktails, the entire evening is on me. It had better be. I'm loaded. Oh, well, it's working out wonderfully. Where will we go for dinner? That's not important. What is important is, where am I going to get the money to pay for it? <laughs> didn't you get your unemployment check today? Yeah, but uh, made some bad business investments, chicken. Ran into the crummiest slot machines I have ever seen. <laughs> I have seen more lemons today than the whole state of California. Oh, but Al Jane and her boyfriend are going... Uh, as your guest, what are you going to do? Chicken, when you're in a spot like this, there's only one man who can help you. Who, Al? Who else but... Hello, Joe. Al, got a problem. Need 50 bucks immediately. What do you suggest? Uh-huh. 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 Mm-hmm. Play bingo. But, Joe, how do you win 50 bucks playing bingo? Or the way you play it at Surefire? Stand in a dark alley with a club? <laughs> Wait for a guy to walk past and bingo, you've got the money? No, Joe. No, must be legitimate. In that case, you cannot be of service to me. Gotcha. Goodbye, Joe. Chicken, you get ready. I'm going out to try to hustle the 50 bucks. But, Al, you got your unemployment check today. What are you doing back? Pete, I'm in a spot. Could I have an advance against the next two weeks? <laughs> Promise you I won't get a job. Ah, look, that's against regulations. It can't be done. But this might help you. I'm entertaining a big shop with the government. Might get you a good job. Please, Al, don't bother me. I've got my own troubles. I've got a date with a new girl tonight, and I've got to raise ten bucks to get my suit out of hock. <laughs> yeah. I was in a worse hole. But luckily, she's got a girlfriend whose chump boyfriend is picking up the dinner tab. <laughs> uh, you're a fine pal. But I'll fix you... This year I vote Republican, and next year you'll be in this line right in back of me. Well, Al, I'm all dressed and ready to go out. Are we going to a ritzy restaurant? With my present resources, chicken, I hope Jane's boyfriend's a vegetarian. <laughs> Why? Looks like we're going to chew grass in the park. Jane will be embarrassed because this is her first date and, and he's such an important man and everything. Uh, come in. It's only us again, Kropotkin and O'Reilly. Oh, hello. Uh, Mrs. O'Reilly and I would like for you to do us a favor tonight, please. We are going out and we wonder if you'll take any messages that come for us. Be glad to, Professor, but you've got to do me a favor. Huh? It's a matter of life or death. Could you lend me 50? Sure. Can you break a dollar? <laughs> No, 50 bucks. Al, if I had 50 bucks, do you think I would be going around with a certain party so she won't throw me out because I can't pay the rent? Oh, Professor, you and your jokes. <laughs> Al, since you're Irma's... Al, since you're Irma's boyfriend and I'm in such a good mood tonight, I'll lend you the $50. Gee, thanks. If I thought I'd get it back. Oh, I'll be good for it. Very well. Now, if you gentlemen turn your backs, I'll take it out of the vault. <laughs> now, don't peek, Professor. Send me stuck in. How do you like that? And to think I've been wasting time holding hands with her. <laughs> Here you are, Al. Come on, Mrs. O'Reilly. Now we can go dancing. Before I was ashamed to take you, before it looked like you had three knees. <laughs> well, goodbye and good luck. Kid. Thanks again, Mrs. O'Reilly. Consider this only a temporary loan. Okay, Chica, now we're in business. And since we're going out with such an important man, you take this money and go down and buy yourself an orchid. myself are waiting for Peter Guilford to come over for cocktails. Irma's dressed for the occasion. 
She's wearing a sweater with her initials, an I and a P embroidered on it. And knowing that Peter is a government man, Irma wants to show him she's impartial, so she's embroidered two more letters in front of her initials. D for Democrat and an R for Republican. Of course, the fact that it comes out drip doesn't seem to bother at all. <laughs> Honey? Yes, Jane? You know, I can't understand why Peter's late. Well, he better show up. I've already invested ten bucks for Chicken's Orchid. He's got to be a very big man for me to get my money back. Now, don't worry, Alan. Just don't embarrass me, please. Well, I guess I'll go in the kitchen and fix the hors d'oeuvres. Chicken, just got an idea. What, Al? When this Peter gets here, it won't be right for me to blow my own horn. So I think I'll go into the bathroom, and that'll give you a chance to tell him all about me. Well, Al, what shall I say? Well, uh, tell him I'm now retired, but will make myself available because I know the government wants men to take charge of various projects in all 48 states. The projects in all 48 states? Yes, I'll remember. Oh, that must be him now. Let him in. I'll be in the bathroom. Come in, Mr. Guilford. Oh, good evening. You must be Jane's roommate. Yes, that's me. Uh, my initials are on my sweater. Uh, just the second half. Uh, won't you sit down so we, so we can chat about my boyfriend? Uh, what about him? Uh, he's been engaged in various projects, and he's wanted in all 48 states. <laughs> what? Irma, honey, would you get the ice and the... Oh, hello, Peter. Oh, hello, Jane. Your, your roommate has been trying to tell me something, but I... I know. We'll, we'll have a drink. Irma's easier to take that uh. way. Uh, uh, Al? Al, come on out. I want you to meet someone. Come in. Al, this is... Al! Pete! <laughs> Holy mackerel. Jane, is this the big shot government man? Why, yes. <laughs> Chicken, you know your orchid? Yes. Put it in the icebox. We're going to have to eat it all week. <laughs> the other night I came home and found that Irma had made a little black jacket which she'd put on our bar of swan soap. So I said, Irma, honey, what's the idea of that? And Irma said, Well, Jane, if a penguin can wear a tuxedo, so can I swan. <laughs> well, that's Irma keeping her eye on her swan soap. And no wonder, because Irma knows that swan is the perfect soap for dishes. And you know, ladies, it is. Why, even the way a cake of swan feels tells you it's a perfect dishwashing soap. Sure, the next time you unwrap a cake of swan, just feel the cake with your fingertips. Feel how Swan's super creamed blend makes it differ from other soaps. It feels smoother. And feel those mild Swan suds. They feel richer, creamier. Then you'll know why super creamed blend protects your hands. Yes, thanks to Swan's super creamed blend, your hands are left with a soft, smooth, young look. And here's an added note. Those Swan suds rinse away so completely your dishes don't need wiping. A real time saver. So for a soap that protects your hands, a soap that gets you out of the kitchen in a hurry, you want the soap with the exclusive super-creamed blend, Swan Soap. Well, it's a small world, and I never knew it could be so revolting. Me, Jane Stacy. The girl with all the answers had to fall for a guy who was only one step ahead of Al. <laughs> so I said, you know, Irma, I've learned my lesson. I'm going to stick with Richard. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. That's what Al says. What do you mean, honey? He says, why should he go looking for another chicken when he has a perfectly good cuckoo? <laughs> yeah, and for once, Al has come through with a perfect description of my friend Irma. My Friend Irma, presented by Swan, another fine product of Lieber Brothers Company, was produced and directed by Cy Howard. Tonight's script was written by Cy Howard and Park Levy. My Friend Irma stars Marie Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane. The part of Professor Kropotkin was played by Hans Conried. Ladies, listen. 
The shortage of fats and oils is still very serious, and it's worldwide. So please keep on saving every drop of used kitchen fat. Your butcher will pay you for every pound. Frank Bingman speaking. Yes, there's a reason why Spry makes grand cakes. Spry has an amazing cake improver secret. Try the Spry one bowl way and be sure of lighter, finer, richer cakes every time. No other type of shortening has Spry's cake improver. For new cake making success, try Spry, the pure all vegetable shortening. Rely on Spry. S P R Y. Rely on Spry. Tune in next week one hour earlier and listen to the Lux Radio Theater, immediately followed by my friend Irma. This is CBS, where 99 million people gather every week. The Columbia Broadcasting System. Yes, Irma, what is it? I can't understand why I was five pounds overweight when I stood in the scales. Well, I told you why. You had that heavy purse in your hand. Well, not the second time, Jane. I hung it over my shoulder. <laughs> well, that's what you can expect when you listen to my friend Irma. Friendship, friendship. Just a perfect friendship when other friendships have been forgotten. Theirs will still be hot. Lever Brothers Company, makers of Swan, the soap with the exclusive super creamed blend, presents. Our friend Swan. With my friend Irma. Starring Marie Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane. <laughs> Saturday. The noon whistles have just blown, and me, little Jane Stacy, I'm going to do the same. Because as far as the Rhinelander Investment Company is concerned, they can take their job until Monday morning. <laughs> so I covered my typewriter, opened my purse, examined my shopping list, looked at my paycheck, tore up my shopping list, <laughs> kicked my typewriter, slammed the door, and I'm off. Which reminds me. Irma Peterson is waiting for me on 42nd Street. Oh, little boy, you ought to be ashamed of yourself smoking a cigar in broad daylight. Uh, hello, lady. I'm old enough to be your father. Don't you dare sit there and talk to me that way. Ah, uh, look, lady, I ain't sitting. I happen to be a singer midget, and I'm tall for my age. Just a minute, Sonny. Now, listen, ladies, stop annoying me or I'll climb up over this curb and let you have it. Our <laughs> dames are always trying to pick me up. Irma? Irma? Oh, hello, Jane. Oh, you been waiting long, honey? Not by my watch. It stopped. <laughs> oh, Jane, I had a terrible experience with a little boy smoking a black cigar... I'm sure he wasn't any more than two feet old. Oh. <laughs> Irma, why is it that these things only happen to you? No one else. Come on, honey, let's go shopping, huh? Jane. Jane. What's the matter, honey? Jane, I feel two eyes in my back. Irma, we've just passed an optometrist sign. <laughs> Don't cause a scene, please. Oh, but Jane, I, I think we're being followed... Look back, I'm scared. Oh, Irma, you're just being silly, but I'll... Uh, I'll... Mm, Irma, someone is following us. Well, Jane, what'll we do? Oh, well, let's turn up this side street, see if he follows. Come on. Look back. Look back, Irma. No, Jane, you look back. All right. Irma, he's still following us. Now I'm getting worried. Well, uh, uh, don't be scared, Jane. Uh, you know the saying, two's company, three's a crowd... So as long as we're in a crowd, nothing can happen. Mm. <laughs> Come on, Irma. Let's go. Oh, 
Come on, please, honey, let's run. Maybe we can shake him. Not me, Jane. I wouldn't touch him with a ten-foot pole. <laughs> Irma? Irma? I have a feeling he's catching up with us. Hurry up, honey. Come on, hurry. Irma, what are you doing with that handkerchief? I'm going to drop it. Why? Well, if he's a masher, you'll think I'm flirting with him, and when he bends over to pick it up, you hit him, and I'll kick him, and then we'll both run. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea, honey. Maybe it'll work. Drop the handkerchief. All right. There. Uh, pardon me. Did you ladies drop this handkerchief? Yes. Well, here it is. Oh, Jane, it didn't work. He picked it up with his cane. I've been following you young ladies for several blocks. That's evident. Oh, I apologize. You see, I'm a photographer and... Oh, sure. Yeah, I know. You're a photographer and you thought we were so beautiful that you want to take pictures of us, send us to Hollywood, and give us a contract to play opposite Gabby Hayes. Oh, no, no, you got me all wrong I know this is a very unprofessional approach And I don't blame you for being suspicious So, uh, here's my name and my card Uh, Jack Varell, chief photographer, Manhattan Magazine I know you've heard of our magazine Yes Well, you see, I've been assigned to do a series of pictures of typical young working girls So I'd like to take some pictures of you Oh, Jane, isn't it wonderful? You'll be on the cover of a magazine Imagine my best girlfriend for only 15 cents. <laughs> 20 in Canada. Now, there's no sense in discussing it further at this time. Uh, you check on the legitimacy of my offer, and if you're interested, I'd appreciate it if you'd give me a ring later today. Goodbye. Bye. Gee, Irma, do you think he's a phony? Well, I, I don't know, Jane, but let's go home and ask Al if he's a phony. Al will know. <laughs> No question about it. If he's a phony, he'll turn out to be Al's best friend. <laughs> Come in. It's only me, Professor Kropotkin. <laughs> Hello, Janie and Irma, my two little ballet dancers. One on her toes, the other still spinning. <laughs> Excuse me, a little joke I picked up from a dying swan. <laughs> oh, Professor, Jane has a chance to be a photographer's model. Shouldn't she take it? Why not? Name me two prettier girls in all of New York than my two little sweethearts. Oh, Professor, that's sweet of you. Well, I know beauty when I see it. Oh. Don't misjudge me just because I go around with Mrs. O'Reilly. <laughs> You know, many a man who likes steak has to be satisfied with hash. Oh, Professor, I, I don't think you should describe Mrs. O'Reilly that way. You're right, Irma. She's not hash. She's more on the order of pig's knuckles. <laughs> but, but I like her. She's got a good heart. When I'm sick, she makes me a little soup, and, and that saves my life. Because I know if I don't get out of bed, her soup is going to kill me. <laughs> but, Janie, dear, I think this will be a good opportunity for you. I want to wish you lots of luck. And now I got to leave because Mrs. O'Reilly is taking me for a walk in the Bowery. The Bowery? That's a terrible place. Yes, I know, but she wants some ideas on how to redecorate my room. <laughs> Only one person in an apartment house has got the nerve to knock like that, the landlady. Come in, Mrs. O'Reilly. Hello, girls. Hello, Professor. Oh, Mrs. O'Reilly, maybe you could help me. I'd like to ask your advice. Uh, I've got a chance to pose as a photographer's model. Do you think I should accept it? What are you asking her for? What does she know? How dare you say that, Professor? I'll have you know I used to be a model myself in my younger days. You model? What for, the monitor or the Merrimack? <laughs> go along with you. As a girl, I had a very attractive figure, and I wore me bustle at a rakish angle. <laughs> In fact, people used to mistake me for Anna Held. I see what you mean. Where Anna Held, you bulge. <laughs> Come along, Mrs. O'Reilly. Let Janie decide for herself. Well, I guess you're right, Professor. After all, Janie's got a good head on her shoulders. Uh, she's not like a... Oh, uh, goodbye, Irma. Bless you. You're a lovely girl. Irma, I've made up my mind, and I've got a hunch. 
I'm going to call up the magazine and check on Mr. Varell right now. Oh, good for you, Jane. Oh, Jane, if it works out well for you, then maybe you could get me a job, too. Uh, then we could model twin things like a two-way stretch. <laughs> you could stretch one way and I could stretch the other. Gran, you'll be in Scotland before me. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Manhattan Magazine. Do, do you have a Mr. Varell there? Oh, he's head of your photographic department? Y yes, I I'd like to speak with him. Thank you. Irma, he's not a phony. Not, not a... H Hello? Hello, Mr. Burrell? Uh, uh, th this is Miss Stacy, the young lady you gave the card to this morning. Uh, yes, yes, I know now it's a legitimate proposition, but you can't blame a girl for being suspicious. Y yes, I'd very much like to model for you. What's that? You'll come over tonight? A at my place? Oh, you have a deadline to make. Yeah, yeah, I suppose it'll be all right. Yes, at 8 o'clock. Fine. I live at 8224 West 73rd Street, apartment 3B. See you at 8. Goodbye. Oh, Irma, he's coming here tonight to shoot the picture. He says he has a deadline. Oh, my gosh. I, uh, I have no idea what to wear. Oh, Jane, don't be silly for a deadline. You'd wear black. <laughs> Thank you, Irma Peterson. Well, now that I've decided to do it, gee, I, I've got to look my best. And Irma, please note, I don't want anything to go wrong. Understand? Oh, don't worry. Uh, Jane, uh, why don't you wear your gray pleated skirt? I'll be glad to press it for you. Uh, no thanks, honey. Well, why can't I press it for you? Because I remember how it looked the last time you pressed it. You see, Irma, pleats are supposed to run up and down, not across. Oh, Virginia, there must be something I can do. I know, I'll fix your hair. How? So it'll never grow again? Well, I, I, I could brush your suede shoes. Like you did the last time, with my hairbrush? <laughs> oh, how about... No. Gosh, Jane, can I even do your nails? No, honey, I, I didn't like the way you did them last time. I, I happen to be one of those persons who likes only one point on each nail. <laughs> Come in. Hiya, chicken. Hello, Jane. Hi, Al. Excuse me, will you? I've got to get my things together. What are you so excited about, Jane? Don't run off. I want to tell you about my new deal. Sal, I do not care to hear about your deal. It can have no effect on me whatsoever. I already have the jitters. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to get dressed. Jane's never interested in me or my work. Al, I'd love to hear your new deal. Ah, oh, thanks, chicken. Always can depend on you. And you won't go wrong because this one will make all our dreams come true. It's a campaign button with a picture of Truman wearing a button with a picture of Stassen... Wearing a button with a picture of Wallace. Wearing a button with a picture of MacArthur. So you don't have to commit yourself in front of the wrong people. Oh, gee, Al, you're the smartest man I know. Here's a kiss. Let's have it. Hello. Chicken, why do you always say hello when I kiss you? Well, sometimes I think it's all a dream, but when you answer me, I know you're there. <laughs> Someday, I'll be there with you for life. Well, but until then, I wish there was some glamour in my life, like what happened to Jane. What happened to Jane? Well, she's going to be a photographer's model. Oh, I envy her. Oh, chicken, get that notion out of your head. I ain't marrying no career girl. I know where these things lead. First you're a model, then you win a beauty contest, then you become a chorus girl. I don't want our kids to say, Hey, Pop, give me a quarter for the show. I want to go see Mom. <laughs> Gee, I never looked at it that way. Well, Chicken, how about you and me taking a little walk, huh? Well, any other time, Al, but right now I've got to go in and help Jane. Ah, oh, she won't appreciate it. No, Al, Jane needs me. After all, without me, things can go wrong, and I should be there to make sure. <laughs> Okay, we'll pick you up later tonight and we'll go to a movie. Uh, 
Jane! Can I come in? Ella's gone. Come on in, honey. Oh, I see you have all your clothes laid out on the bed. Yeah. Yeah, that's because I want to know where everything is. That includes you. Now, please don't touch anything. Oh, but you don't want to help. Isn't there anything I can do? Like pluck your eyebrows? No, honey. No, you did that once before, and when you were finished, everyone thought I worked for the telegraph company. (laughs) I had three dots and a dash over each eye. (laughs) Irma, sweetie, I I don't want anything to go wrong. I want to look my very best for the pictures, so just sit in that chair over in the corner and watch. Oh, Jane. Gee, there must be some little thing I could do. I feel so useless and empty inside. All right, honey. All right, there is something you can do. Bring me a little table lamp in the front room, huh? I need more light. Well, thank you, Jane. Now, let's see. Um, here's a table lamp. I'll just gently pick it up. Irma! Irma, the lights went out in here. What happened? <laughs> I don't know, Jane. They went out in here, too. <laughs> You know, ladies, swan soap actually differs from other soaps. Sure, feel a cake of swan. It feels smoother. As Susie Swan says, it's a smoothie. It's a smoothie. It's a cake of swan. You can feel that super cream blend. You can feel the difference in it. You can tell it in a minute. It's a smoothie. That's swan. Yes, ladies, the way swan feels is a direct result of swan's super-creamed blend. Run your fingertips over the surface of the cake. Feel the smoothness. Then feel swan's suds. They feel richer, creamier, and swan's mild suds protect your hands. Sure, when you're through, look at your hands. They're left with a smooth, soft, young look. What's more, swan's super-creamed suds rinse away so completely, your dishes don't need wiping. Yes, ma'am, swan soap means faster dishwashing and protection for your hands, thanks to Swan's exclusive super creamed blend. Well, here I am, Manhattan Magazine's prospective glamour girl sitting in total darkness with my beloved roommate. But as dark as this room is, I don't think it begins to compare with the blackout which is Irma's mind. (laughs) She had to blow a fuse. (laughs) Just when there's no one in the entire building to help us, and just when I'm on the brink of the greatest opportunity a girl ever had. You know, I should be crying. Doesn't work that way. Irma is the one that's crying. (laughs) Oh... Irma, would would you just please, please stop that whimpering? So you didn't mean to blow the fuse. All right, I forgive you. That's not why I'm crying. Then why are you crying? I'm afraid of the dark. Oh. (laughs) For goodness sakes, don't be a child. We're three floors up. Now, who could get in here? A tall, second-story man. (laughs) Jane, where are you? Near the fireplace, honey. Where are you? I think I'm in it. (laughs) It's very warm. Irma, that's the radiator. Oh, Jane, I'm scared. Honey, please stop that crying and help me get out of this spot, please. Run down to the drugstore and get a box of fuses. All right, Jane. But I can't see where the door is. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, uh, just figure out where in the room you're standing. Oh, I can't. I'm so frightened and nervous. My hands are dripping with perspiration. Yeah. Well, stand still and I'll feel my way over to you. Irma, your hands are in the goldfish bowl. I thought I had an awful lot of fingers. Now, now, now where's the door? 
Oh, it's so dark. Well, honey, just just walk ahead and, and turn when you get to the couch. Jane! Jane, the walls are closing in on me. Irma, you're in the closet. <laughs> oh, honey, come on. I'll show you the door. Now, now, now get the fuses, Irma. He'll be here any minute. Uh, I'll be right back, Jane. Hiya, chicken. What's the big hurry? Hello, Al. I, I blew out the fuse, and Jane's trying to get dressed for the photographer, and I'm, uh, I'm on my way to buy a fuse. Well, ain't necessary, chicken. In an emergency like this, there's only one man to call. Who else? Who else but... Hello, Joe. <laughs> ah, got a problem. What do you know about electricity? Uh-huh. 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 Mm-hmm. You refuse to discuss the subject? It has taken four members of your family? <laughs> well, how, Joe? Oh, it came suddenly. They were all sitting in a chair at the time. <laughs> Understand and respect your feelings, Joe. We'll handle it myself. Gotcha. Goodbye, Joe. Chicken, know what to do. Let's go down to the master control box downstairs. We'll fix everything. Well, do you know anything about electricity? All there is to know. Follow me. You see, Chicken, if a man ain't handy around the house, he can't call himself a man. For instance, the other day, the hotel shut off my lights on a little technicality. I didn't pay the rent. <laughs> so what do I do? I rig up my lights to the hotel sign outside my window. Does it work? I don't know. I'll just like the sign. <laughs> well, here we are, chicken. Here's the master control box. Well, but you haven't got a fuse. Don't need a fuse. Just put a penny in like this. <laughs> Al, do you notice how dark it is? Now all the lights are out. How do you like that? Force a habit. Use the slug instead of a penny. <laughs> but it's easily fixed. There must be another fuse box up in your apartment we can take care of. Oh, yes, in the kitchen closet. It's full of pipes and switches. A field day. Let's go. Gee, Al, doesn't it seem a crime? Why? We spend so much money on the tunnel of love, and now we have all this darkness for nothing. We waste it. Uh, realize the opportunity, chicken, but uh, someone is liable to slug us in the dark. It'll be Jane with a baseball bat. <laughs> well, here we are. Jane, where are you? That's you, Al. I'm in the shower, and I haven't got a minute to waste. We'll have everything fixed immediately. Handyman, you know. All right, chicken, where's that fuse box? Uh, right over here, Al. Uh-huh. Don't even have a match, but know my way around these things. There. Now, let's see. These pipes must be feeder pipes. Feel a little loose. Oh, here's a wrench. We'll tighten them up. Any results, Jane? Yeah. The water stopped running. <laughs> Not out here. My feet are getting wet. <laughs> oh, for heaven's sakes. Now I can't get the soap off me. We'll fix it in a minute. Now, let me see. There should be a loose wire around here. See if you can feel around for it, chicken. A loose wire? Oh, here's one. Oh, wait, it's stuck. I'll, I'll give it a few yanks. Here. Thanks. Hey, no results. Listen, the two of you, I'm going to catch pneumonia. I don't know what you're up to, but you call the electric company at once. Do you hear? Logical suggestion, chicken. Do what she says. All right. Oh, Al. What, chicken? I think I pulled the wrong wire. <laughs> the phone doesn't work now. Oh, what are the two of you up to? The lights don't work, the water doesn't work, now the phone doesn't work. I can't even commit suicide because I'm sure the gas doesn't work either. <laughs> oh, Irma, what'll I do? How can they take pictures of me? I'm covered with soap. I got on an old robe and my hair's a mess. Well, answer me, the two of you. Where are you? So the evening shouldn't be a total loss. Me and Chicken are sitting here on the sofa. <laughs> oh, no. If that's Mr. Varel from Manhattan Magazine, you tell him I'm sick. I have left town. Come in. Welcome. Who are you? Oh, it's me and the professor girls. My, what's happened to all the lights? 
Irma blew the fuse, and Al helped her with the rest. <laughs> Just when I'm expecting some... Oh, how dreadful to be stranded in the dark like this. Now, that all depends on how you view it. To me, Mrs. O'Reilly, you have never looked more beautiful. <laughs> oh, quiet, Professor. We better hurry out and find some fuses. Oh, no, it's too late. He'll be here any minute, and I'm just a mess. Well, there's no time to waste. Come on, Professor. Uh -huh. Oh, oh, it's... Oh, it's so dark on the staircase. <laughs> Give me your hand, Professor. <laughs> Positively not. You're liable to enjoy it, and I know you. You're just the kind who will go around blowing out fuses. Jane. Jane. What do you want? I can't see your face. Are you mad at me? No. I feel like throwing a party for you. For you and that fugitive from an honest dollar. <laughs> that must be me. Now look here, Jane. Oh, be still, the two of you. You just ruined everything. But we're sorry, Jane. You're always sorry. You were sorry when you plucked all the gray hairs out of my silver fox because you thought it looked too old. <laughs> you were sorry when you cut out the front of my best evening gown because you read that midriffs were in style. <laughs> Jane, the lights went on. Al, get out of the icebox. <laughs> Jane. Jane, I have something to tell you. What? You look a mess. <laughs> no kidding. I know my hair is a mess and my face is covered with soap and I'm wearing an old bathrobe. You don't have to tell me. What should I do, Jane? It doesn't matter. Tell him I'm sick. I went out of town. My grandfather died. Who is it? Mr. Burrell. I'm here to photograph Miss Stacy. Uh, Jane is dead. <laughs> she went out of town to see her sick grandfather. Now hold it, chicken. Let the guy in. Tell him the truth. Hello. Oh, oh, Mr. Burrell, I'm so sorry. You see... Hey, I... hold it, hold it. You look perfect. Perfect? Yes, perfect. How'd you think of the get-up? Get-up? Oh, I'm so glad you understand what we're after. Manhattan Magazine doesn't want fancy poses. We want realism. And I've got just the slant for the picture. Manhattan Magazine visits the average American girl on Saturday night when she starts getting dressed for her date. We'll shoot you from the tub to the trocadero. You'll be sensational. Oh, isn't it wonderful, Jane? Your picture's going to be on all the magazine stands. Yeah, Soap suds and all. Well, you should be glad at least everybody will know you had a bath. <laughs> you know, it's things like that that make me want to shower my affections on the head of my friend, Irma. Well, ladies, don't wander far from your radios right now because we have two grand pieces of news for you. First, listen. Have you heard about the exciting aluminum wear offer? It's the offer being made by Lux Flakes, Rinso, Lux Toilet Soap, Life Boy, Silver Dust, Spry, and Swan Soap. And it's wonderful. Yes, ladies, your dealer can help you get some modern, heavy-gauge aluminum wear for your kitchen. You save from 33 and a third to 50% on this offer you get a set of two 8-inch cake pans worth $1.15 for only 75 cents. Or you can get a 2-quart saucepan or a 9-inch frying pan worth $2 each for only $1 apiece. Your dealer can give you all the details. Yes. Ask your dealer about the Lever aluminum wear offer. He'll tell you how to get in on it. And now, ladies, here are the names of the grand winners in the fifth and final week of the $100,000 Lever Fur Contest. First prize, a $3,000 mink coat or the cash, goes to Mrs. Leon L. Bagley of Cornish, New Hampshire. Congratulations. The second prize winners are Grace R. Hosfeld of Lacey Park, Hatboro, Pennsylvania, Mrs. A.V. Debert of Bethesda, Maryland, Mrs. Ernest W. Blair of Tampa, Florida. You each win a beautiful $1,000 fur coat or the cash. Nice going. The other 325 winners will be notified by mail. Don't forget, ladies, ask your dealer about the Lever aluminum wear offer tomorrow. 
and Irma presented by Swan, another fine product of Lever Brothers Company, was produced and directed by Cy Howard. Tonight's script was written by Cy Howard and Park Levy. Folks, next Monday evening, listen again to... Our friend Swan with my friend Irma. Starring Mary Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane. The part of Professor Kropotkin was played by Hans Conried. Frank Bingman speaking. Sprime. Cakes are light and high. Sprime. There's a reason why. Sprime. Cakes and poopoo's pie. Rely on Sprime. Yes, there's a reason why Spry makes grand cakes. Spry has an amazing cake improver secret. Try the Spry one bowl way and be sure of lighter, finer, richer cakes every time. No other type of shortening has Spry's cake improver. For new cake-making success, try Spry, the pure all-vegetable shortening. Rely on Spry, S-P-R-Y. Rely on Spry, Tune in next week one hour earlier and listen to the Lux Radio Theater, immediately followed by my friend Irma. This is CBS, where 99 million people gather every week. The Columbia Broadcasting System. that does it for Miss Mary Wilson and Kathy Lewis in the CBS comedy show My Friend Irma. If you like the show please comment and subscribe. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms such as Spotify, Google, Apple Podcast and wherever else you get your podcast. Just type in Mystery and Comedy Old Time Radio Podcast and it should pull my podcast right up. Join me later on this evening, guys, as I bring to the show to chill our spines, Mr. Arch Obler. And then join me after Mr. Obler's performance as I bring to the show in his first appearance, Mr. Spike Jones. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day. And always remember, guys, to enjoy the show. Thanks. Thanks.